Welcome to the Creativity and Soul podcast. My name is Jade and I'm an art therapist, healer, and creative coach. My job is to help women heal and expand into a life that is creative, authentic, and fully embodied. In this space, we explore the powerful intersections between art and psychology, creativity and mental health, and between our humanness and the soul. You ready? Let's dive right in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So today we are diving really, really deep into the trauma cycle. Everything you need to know about trauma start to finish. So the thing is, I have done episodes talking about trauma before. I've done an episode recently on generational trauma, and I've talked about trauma as an energy um, in previous episodes, and definitely go back and listen to those as well. But I have been thinking and also just personally learning and understanding on a deeper level what the trauma cycle really, really is. And I have kind of like summarized and encapsulated it into a a, a system, I would say, or like a um, an explanation that I feel is so easily digestible for um, anyone who wants to learn about their bodies a little bit more, anyone who knows that they have experienced trauma, anyone who knows, you know, who has fa- friends or family who um, struggle with their nervous systems, so much of what we experience is rooted in our trauma and we all need to be understanding in a nutshell 101 what trauma is and how it affects us on a day-to-day basis and therefore what we need to do and why we should be healing trauma and why you know the work i do is all about healing trauma that is at the root of it right okay so not going to even chit chat here in this episode let's get right into it so I want to preface um, before we, you know, go into the whole cycle. You, you know, if you've listened to my other episodes on trauma before, you will have heard me talk about this. If you haven't, please listen. This is extremely important. Everyone has trauma to some degree. Everyone. Trauma has become a word and a term that that we have come to associate with largely big T traumas. Um, Trauma that we associate war veterans to have, that we associate survivors of, you know, abuse, assault, domestic, yeah, domestic abuse or rape or violence to have. Those are extremely obvious and large examples of trauma, but those are not the only exclusive experiences of trauma and what it and it it doesn't fully encapsulate what trauma actually is okay so trauma is not about the event the traumatic event itself right trauma is actually about how your brain perceives an event as extremely overwhelming as distressing as challenging And it is the process, the energetic process, physiological process of your brain sending a signal down to your body that it needs to protect itself in the occurrence of this traumatic event. So it is about perception as opposed to the event itself. I hope that makes sense. All right. So there is big T trauma, which are the examples that I, you know, listed out earlier. There's also little t trauma. We all hold and have experienced trauma in little ways through life. Trauma can look like being reprimanded for not getting an A in school by your parents back in the day. It can look like getting lost in the supermarket when you were five years old, right? And being really, really scared and distressed at that time. It can be being, it can be being bullied in school right? By peers. It can be being called names on the street. It can be being cornered um, on the street corner when you were 18. Maybe nothing happened, but your brain perceived that event to be highly dangerous and sent your body into a trauma response. And that is trauma, 
right? So we need to understand that first before we get into the, the deeper mechanisms of it, right? Everyone has trauma and therefore everyone needs to understand the trauma cycle. And very likely if you're human, if you have gone through a childhood, even if you had the best of parents who, you know, cared for you and loved you and, and put food on the table every day and nourished you, there are so many environmental factors and just factors in our relational dynamics with everything and everyone in our lives that have space for trauma. <laughs> um, and this is all to say, right, that there is no shame. There is no embarrassment. We don't need to label trauma as anything that is necessarily negative. Of course, it is a difficult and challenging thing to hold, right? In that way, trauma is negative. But let's remove any associations we have or tags we have of shame, embarrassment, self-hatred, self-criticism around the possibility of having trauma. Because I know that that's something that, you know, some people come into, come into sessions with me and they feel really, really resistant um, with using the term trauma to describe their experience because they feel like their experience, you know, their lived experiences haven't been quote unquote bad enough to be traumatic and therefore they don't need quote unquote trauma healing, right? Let's remove that, that self-criticism. Let's remove all of that labeling and let's just understand trauma as it is, which is a physiological biochemical response cycle in your body. All right. Okay. (laughs) This is going to be a really, really um, jam-packed and I would say kind of of an intellectual, um, very educational episode. And so I would actually recommend that you listen to this episode just like receiving it one time, just listen to what I have to say, listen to, you know, what the trauma cycle is, all of the information, right? And then maybe come back to it another time and take notes, right? There is a lot here. So let's get into it. This is how trauma works, okay? So when a traumatic event occurs, right? We've already talked about when a traumatic event occurs, it's not about the event, but it's about how your brain perceives the event. When your brain perceives your environment, this event, something happens, and your brain perceives it as dangerous, as something to be feared, as something threatening. What happens in your brain is that your amygdala, which is your fear center, turns on. It turns on really loud. It turns on red, right? And your um, body ends up experiencing more than three emotions at once. So these three emotions could look like, you know, uh, you experience a very distressing, hard, overwhelming event and you experience, you feel um, anger, sadness, and fear altogether, right? Or even frustration, let's add one more. And all of these, this combination of more than three emotions in your system will essentially overload your body. And what happens with this overload is that the memory of this event splits, it fragments into parts. And this is what categorizes a traumatic event, right? How, how, like, this is what categorizes an experience as traumatic as opposed to a difficult, a simply like difficult or challenging experience. It, the, the, the texture of the energy and the memory and the experience is quite literally different. It is split. It is fragmented because it is just so overloaded, right? And so emotions, right? You have to understand also emotions are all biochemical processes in your body. Oftentimes we don't really think of emotions as what they really are. We think of emotions as like, you know, adjectives, like things that we feel like they're, 
you know, there, there's happy, there's sad, there's fearful, there's, you know, there's excited. We don't really think too deeply about what, what emotions actually are. But emotions are simply just biochemical processes that your brain sends into your body. And then so you feel in your body those emotions and that feeling you will associate back into your brain and label it as whatever it is, happy, sad, anger, all of that, right? And what everything is in this world, what all, biochem- what all biochemical processes are, what your energy, sorry, what your body is made of, what everything really in this universe, but specifically what everything in you know, your organs, your skin, everything about you, your thoughts, your emotions, it's all just energy, right? And because, you know, when we're talking about trauma, trauma being more like just a lot of emotion all at once, trauma energy is excess energy, right? And like we said, that excess is not only overload, it is fragmented and it is just a different texture, And so what happens here, right, in this cycle is that the excess energy that we're talking about, the trauma energy, it overloads your nervous system with really, really mixed big signals. And when you are experiencing a traumatic event, right, in the moment, your amygdala will send that signal down to your nervous system, into your sympathetic nervous system, and turn on your fight, flight, freeze, fawn response, right? And without getting too into the mechanics of the fight flight, what it essentially does is, you know, it turns on certain systems in your body and turns off certain systems, other systems to help you survive in a stressful situation. Back in the day when, you know, we were living in the wild, um, these mechanisms that we have, the survival instincts, helped us run from a tiger whenever we were endangered, right? But now, you know, we see this cycle happen really, really often just because of our very, very high stimulus environment in the world we live in. And so what happens um, when, you know, your, when your nervous system is switched on in this way your heart pounds faster, right? You might recognize some of these, um, some of these like sensations and effects, right? More circulation, your pupils will dilate so that you can see better in the dark. The blood in your body rushes largely down to your legs so that you can run. And so, you know, sometimes when you're in that fight or flight mode, you might feel that your there's just a lot of energy in your legs and you kind of need to like move your legs really nervously and you might feel tingling there. It's because all the blood rushes down. Your prefrontal cortex, which is your thinking brain, turns off. So when you are in that flight mode and you feel like you completely freeze and you black out and you, your brain just kind of turns off, it's for a reason. It's for survival instincts so that you focus your energy on running and fighting on your primal instincts. It's wild. Okay. So when we experience trauma, our natural primal bodily response, we actually, we, we have in us, right? And it is to release it and to regulate our nervous system to bring it back down after the event has completed, after the traumatic event has, let's say, yeah, it's completed and it's left the building. We do this via shaking. Okay, there is a lot of research that's been done. Peter Levine is the you know trauma therapist and psychologist who has you know really done leading research on this. Um, that. It is a primal mammal instinct that when we, that when we experience trauma, that energy that is stored through the nervous system, processed through the nervous system and held there during that event to help us survive needs to be released out and is always released out 
through the process of shaking. So you'll see that um, if, if you honestly even Google on YouTube um, trauma animal shaking, you will see videos of, you know, after let's say a coyote tries to attack a dog or any other mammal, um, but the dog, other, any other mammal survives, right? If they survive, you will see them just start to shake on the floor, shake on the ground. And they'll shake kind of almost like they're convulsing. But then after a period of shaking, maybe, you know, three to 10 minutes, they'll stop, they'll stand back up and they're completely calm. And they just go back, they walk away, go back to reality as though nothing happened. And so that is the trauma cycle completing. But, you know, most of us, nowadays don't know are not educated on the importance of allowing this energy cycle to complete and so in most cases when we are dealing with stress when we are dealing with you know high stress situations anxiety traumatic experiences we don't know to allow ourselves to shake and this goes into a whole other thing about conditioning around permission and allowing most of us you know feel like we have to keep our bodies functioning and behaving in a certain way, right? And so we are not in tune or as in tune as we should be to our primal instincts. So we don't allow ourselves to shake. What happens? The trauma energy ends up staying in the system, staying in your nervous system over months, over years, and then it becomes this energy trap there and this dysregulation, this fight or flight response that you are in because of that traumatic incident becomes your baseline way of being. And so you live in a chronic fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. And you will find that you are hypervigilant, you are easily triggered and you are constantly just feeling anxious. You are feeling on edge. And then over time, what happens is that all of this excess energy in your nervous system, this dysregulation, will start to cause systemic imbalances over your entire body. And it affects your mental health, your physical health, and your behavioral health. It is so massive. The effect of trauma is massive. Okay, so we're going to break down... Um, a little bit, these different systemic balances that I'm talking about, the mental, physical, and behavioral. So first, mental. Trauma affects three parts of the brain. Okay, It hyperactivates. God, that word is hard. It hyperactivates your amygdala. right? And your amygdala is your fear center. We've spoken about the amygdala already. So it, it turns on your amygdala constantly, and that's where that hypervigilance comes from. It underactivates your hippocampus, which is the part of your brain that controls and regulates your memory and learning and houses your memory and learning. And it underactivates your prefrontal cortex, which is where your high-level cognitive processes live. And, you know, your prefrontal cortex manages your decision-making, your complex thinking, right? And so as a result, mentally, of chronic, you know, chronically unprocessed trauma and nervous system dysregulation, you will find that maybe you're really foggy, right? You can't really think straight. You get out of the morning, even if you got a decent night's sleep, you feel like you are just not totally with it in your mind. Or you're hypervigilant, you're hyper alert, you're unable to sleep, you have insomnia, and your memory is just poor, right? You can't seem to retain um, knowledge, retain memory in the same way that you could, let's say 10 years ago, five years ago, right? And that's because of you know, all of the different ways trauma affects your brain. 
And then of course, right over time, when you are living in the state of fogginess or frustration and hypervigilance, not being able to sleep and just not functioning in your optimal state, over time, this will lead to psychological self-esteem issues, right? You'll start thinking that something is wrong with you. You'll start, really, you'll, you'll start feeling really frustrated with yourself. And then that, you know, we'll get back to, that ends up often perpetuating the trauma cycle, right? That ends up putting you into self-sabotaging behaviors. Okay. So now let's talk about physical imbalances in your body as a result of trauma. So this is just a short list, right? Trauma affects your endocrine system. It will burn because of the nervous system dysregulation. It will burn your adrenals out and the production of hormones will just become imbalanced. And what, you know, what hormonal imbalance does is that it um, will potentially cause you to have not only low libido, loss of period, it might also be the root of fertility problems, right? Your brain also, you know, with, um, with the advent of trauma, over time will begin to solidify in those fear responses, those neural pathways that were fired in that fight or flight response. If you were staying in that fight or flight response, it will continue to fire that way and then that will become your new baseline norm. And so you live quite physically and mentally in this contracted state of fear and you will see it in your posture. You will see it in the way your muscles clench, in the way your shoulders tighten, in neck pain, right? In back pain. Um, you might also feel it in pelvic pain and in you know the tension that you get in your jaw with TMJ. Um, yeah overproduction of cortisol and adrenaline the stress hormones Um, your brain also when it comes to trauma chronic trauma that you hold will stop producing serotonin right and what happens as an effect of that anxiety depression panic attacks and then of course as energy you know over time continues to build and accumulate and gets repressed will circle back to those physical symptoms that i mentioned just now right so a lot of our physical general physical ailments that many of us complain about so ibs gut issues right um Muscle pain, like I said, nerve pain, headaches, migraines, um, jaw pain, uh, things like that, fibromyalgia. All of these um, diseases or you know illnesses, physical um, discomfort, are all ways that our body is signaling to us that something is wrong, that the systems in the body are imbalanced, and these symptoms that you experience are ways that your body is asking for help, quite literally crying for help. Our bodies are incredibly intelligent, and essentially when you when you feel physical pain, when these symptoms come up, they are ways that our body is communicating with us and most of us are just kind of conditioned to not really listen to our body we're conditioned to believe that our identity and our thoughts are based off of our mind right our emotions are in the mind everything is in the mind and we function through the brain and the mind only while of course the brain and the mind is a huge part of of who we are and what we are and how we function as human beings, our bodies are the vessel through which we actually live, right? And our bodies hold so much lived experience and our body knows, right? So 
if you are feeling any of these signs, signals, symptoms in your body, I want you to really, really check in with yourself and ask yourself, where is this stemming from? Could this be coming from the root of trauma that I've experienced? And can I acknowledge that and let that be okay? Let that be my experience. And from there, allow myself to ask for the help that I need. Okay, just interrupting the episode real quick to let you guys know that I am currently taking applications for one-on-one mentorship with me. So how one-on-one mentorship works is this is a six-month trauma healing immersive container where I guide you through personalized, soul-led, heart-forward healing work. This is healing across the mind, body, and soul. You will have access for six months to all of my modalities. It is entirely live run. There are 16 live healing calls included, including four Akashic readings along with everyday Voxer support. You get access to all of my paid programs and you also get incredible bonuses that include a nervous system training, uh, a creative connection training, a energy basics and intuition training, along with bonus healing tracks that are up to, I think, 10 hours long in total of extra training that you get in addition to the live calls and in addition to the coaching support that you get. Um, There is also a personalized integration plan that I help write out for you and that we get to co-create together. And this honestly is just the most intimate healing space that there is out there. Um, This is me in your pocket, guiding you through the trauma release, guiding you through the next season of your growth and your expansion so that you can become feel into and just embody the powerful woman that you are um and just so you can live a life that is creatively led that is adventurous that is fun that is expansive and that feels beautiful so yeah applications are open i currently have at the time of this recording two spots available so if you would like one of these spots you can find all the information on the mentorship in the show notes below along with um, the application form so i hope to receive your application and i am so excited to hold more of you in this intimate powerful space of mentorship so we've covered the mental physical and kind of also the behavioral imbalances that 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 come up um as a as an effect of trauma and these imbalances and symptoms are painful they can be really really painful both physically and mentally and so for many of us what happens when we are holding this kind of pain in us is that it is easier naturally, it is easier to avoid the pain than to be in it. And so in order to avoid the pain, we subconsciously start to develop coping mechanisms to protect ourselves from having to actually feel and experience what is going on in our bodies and also in our minds. And so usually there are two ways, but I would say honestly, they are less clear cut than um, a lot of people will make it out to be, but some ways that we end up, some common ways that we end up coping are to disconnect, you know, to disconnect from our environment, to disconnect from, just totally disconnect from our bodies, to dissociate, right? Um, and this is kind of a, a, um, an extension of the flight response. We will dissociate from our bodies and we will just not feel, And a part of that, and also, you know, separate to that, is we will develop coping mechanisms like addictions, dependencies, substance abuse, to band-aid over and to soothe that pain, right? When we are distracted with something else that feels temporarily pleasurable and gives us that relief, gives us something to think about, then 
we don't need to be in our bodies. We don't need to be in our sensation and we can just avoid and avoid and avoid, right? One thing I want to add here, right, is that addictions, dependencies, and, you know, substance abuse or any kind of abuse over use of something, um, it's never just on very obvious things like alcohol or drugs. Of course, this can be the case, but there are many ways that addictions and distractions and dependencies and abuse can um, manifest. Um, Many, many sneaky, inconspicuous ways. Uh, It can look like binging, really, really being addicted and binging on TV, right? Netflix, Netflixing every night for hours on end. Um, gaming for hours on end, right? Just being immersed in another world and not really wanting to deal with your own experience can look like over-exercising. It can look like binging food, Um, obviously eating disorders. We can also become addicted to people and relationships that make us feel good, right? That give us that high, even when that relationship is not actually healthy, Um, It can give us that high without us having really grounded boundaries for ourselves. And so, you know, all of these coping mechanisms, right, provide, like I said, a temporary hit of pain relief or positive reinforcement. But once that initial relief wears off, what happens is that you crave more of it, right, and more, And this is what leads to those really, really damaging, severe addictions. That's what leads to, you know, serious substance abuse. That's what leads to, um, you know, staying in toxic, abusive relationships. And this is where the cycle, this whole trauma cycle becomes, starts to become very, very invisible and internalized. And this is where people, I think, um, start to maybe feel really helpless in their situation. Um, You know, this experience of holding trauma in your body, of feeling that heaviness, that denseness, that nervousness in your system, of feeling troubled, feeling in pain, right? Feeling hurt, but not being able to face your hurt and not wanting to face your hurt because it's too much. This experience of of just being completely out of balance, you will subconsciously know you are in this cycle, whether you consciously admit it to yourself or not. And what happens as a result of feeling just so held and trapped in this pain is that we begin to internalize emotions of shame self-hatred, anger, and just more and more frustration with ourselves in the situation. And this is where we start running loops on end, thoughts on end, like, why is it so hard for me? Like, why can't I change these habits? I'm stuck here forever. I'm hopeless. I'm beyond repair. No one can help me. No one wants to help me, right? I am destined to be, to feel like this forever. And so you start to blame yourself for your pain. And oftentimes, because you're not able to access the memory of trauma in a way that is helpful and that is healing, because that memory of trauma is fragmented and it's not available for access, that's why it has been like, you know, because of its fragmented nature, um, and that's why it is traumatic. But because we're not able to access these memories, we actually don't have a full understanding of what our experience actually has been. And so we punish ourselves unknowingly for having had that experience that we don't fully understand. And then the cycle really, really sinks deeper into more self-sabotaging behavior, right? Um, More victim behavior, victim mentality, right? Deeper into addictions, deeper into coping mechanisms, seeking out new coping mechanisms to give us that higher hit, that bigger hit, that bigger dopamine release that we want in order to get that temporary temporary, um, feeling of pleasure, 
temporary feeling of stimulus that we're otherwise not getting because our nervous system is so um, dysregulated and we are so disconnected from our body, right? And so we start to seek for that high and that bigger high and that bigger high. And often, you know, the ways we seek out these highs and these feelings of connection are not going to be play, like not going to be mechanisms that are at all positive for us that are at all healthy right and because of the self-punishment element of this um these unhealthy coping mechanisms and and thinking patterns that we have will end up re-traumatizing your nervous system and it perpetuates right those and worsens every thought that you have every cycle that this goes into and it embeds that fear that energy of fear and that dysregulation even deeper into your body and then you know that baseline of how you feel becomes more and more dysregulated you feel like more and more disconnected and those physical manifestations of trauma the pain the muscle pain all of it becomes more and more severe and that is the trauma cycle it will cycle again and again through self-sabotaging behavior as a result of our unconscious holding of trauma energy and it's a lot right it's not even like a lot doesn't even begin to cover it. It is the root of so much of the stuff and the unhappiness and the misalignment and just the pain that we feel, that many of us feel to some degree. And so, you know, with everything that I've said, right, you might resonate with some parts of it, okay? You might have had parallel similar experiences um there are parts of what i said that you um you know feel like you can pick up on or you might really deeply know what the trauma cycle feels like in you you might be deeply in or have been in this pattern before, in that self-sabotaging, self-punishing behavior before, right? Um, Know that there is no right or wrong or exact way that we hold trauma or that the trauma cycle like has to work in your body. But generally, this is the pattern that occurs physiologically and mentally to some degree, okay? So I want you to, you know, take a moment and maybe take a breath right here. This was big, right? This was heavy. Just an inhale and an exhale. Just telling your nervous system that it's okay. It's okay to learn about this, to listen to this, to be seen in this if you feel seen. And I want you to ask yourself, you know, maybe now or write this down and come back to this question. Very simple. Is that where are you holding these patterns or parts of these patterns, if at all? Or where have you held these patterns before? Again, remember that everyone has experienced trauma to some degree. 99.99% of every single living person on this planet has had a traumatic experience to some degree. Okay, so remove the shame, right? Remove the labeling and just be honest with yourself. What parts of this process or this cycle do you see yourself in? So the trauma cycle will continue to persist in the loop that we just described ultimately until you decide that you are ready to break it. 
right? Until you decide that you are ready to actually break it. You are ready to go back to a state of regulation, a state of feeling safe in your body to no longer have to rely on crutches and external pieces to make you feel temporarily good, to no longer have to hold so much physical pain or mental pain, to no longer feel anxious, to no longer feel high strung, to no longer feel like you're on alert all the time, to no longer feel like your mind and your body are just completely disconnected, to no longer feel like you can't hold solid boundaries for yourself in relationships. Right. It will continue to persist until you decide that you're ready for all those things. If you're listening to this and you're wanting to understand about, you're wanting to understand what the trauma cycle is and like what you need to know and you've gotten this far, it is very, very likely that a very large part of you, right, if you resonate with being in the trauma cycle at the moment, it is very likely that you are ready to do this work to break it. While trauma is never, never, ever anyone's fault, it is never your fault, and trauma is never deserved, it is also not something that anyone can just magically you know, pick up for you and just remove from your body. It's just simply not. Um, trauma is something that needs to be released from the depths of you. It needs to be healed from the depths of you. And it needs you to access and touch and connect with those depths of you again, as hard and as challenging as that thought is. Right? When we have spent you know, months or years of our lives running away from our feelings, running away from our bodies and our experience, that connection that we can make back into ourselves becomes more and more unfamiliar. It becomes more and more foreign. And so, of course, the thought of coming back to it, the idea of, you know, having to do the healing work is scary. It's intimidating and I get it. But, you know, if you want to heal, it's going to require you to take radical responsibility for your life, for your future, for the life that you want to live, right? And to do that, right, get support. Get the support that you need to break that cycle for yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Take that first step in getting support. Take that first step in breaking the pattern that you are currently holding, right? Um, Some first steps I always recommend is, you know, starting with a support group. Um, There are so many support groups out there. You can find them online or maybe someone in your community um, knows of a support group that you can join. Support groups don't have to look like, you know, AA or anything like that. They can just look like, therapeutic groups like I host I hold therapeutic groups um, in my world in my practice so you know if you feel like you resonate with me and my voice and um, you know my tools and the way I work join one of my groups right Um, accountability right talk to a friend talk to a trusted loved one a family member about it just start to Start to connect with this part of you. Stop avoiding it is the first step, right? Getting a coach, um, you know, any, any life coach, any mentor can help you to start building accountability with yourself as you um, do the work to rewire um, your behavior and to break these patterns and to hold yourself firm um, and grounded in the process. But with all of that said, ultimately, right, we've talked about how trauma is, 
is all in the body, right? Trauma is a physiological process that connects the mind and the body. And it ends up in the nervous system, which is in the body. And it is all excess energy that is built up, right? And no amount, ultimately, of reprogramming or rewiring your your thought, your cognitive conscious thought patterns is going to actually help you release that energy, which is the root, the fundamental essence of what trauma is. You need to be releasing somatically, which means through the body, the trauma that you have been holding in your system. And you have to be working with a professional that you trust to do that. Okay, there are group spaces, um, very accessible group spaces that you can do this, you know, in. Um, you can also be working one on one for more personalized, deeper support uh, with a practitioner, um, a trauma therapist, uh, or a trauma coach, right? Um, and you know, I'll also mention here that there are many, many different modalities uh, within even the somatic framework um, for trauma release, right? So some things that you can maybe do some research on and think about is EMDR, is TRE, is somatic experiencing. I personally offer somatic healing, which takes from um, various different modalities. I have a certification in integrative trauma practice and coaching. So um, yeah, somatic healing. I also offer breath work, which is a beautiful way and honestly the most organic and natural way for us to be um, releasing a lot of that pent-up excess energy because breath is the flow of energy in our bodies right Um, and with breath work what you'll see very naturally is when you um, get used to really doing the practice um, it often leads to a lot of tremoring and shaking that is you know like we said in you know earlier in the episode that is how we are primarily built to release trauma right to complete the trauma cycle and I also, you know, offer art therapy, which is a very beautiful, gentle way to start working with shifting energy through our hands and through movement and through um, connecting the mind and the body, um, you know, through using materials and using color and shape and activity. So, yeah, this is a huge topic and honestly even talking about it kind of makes me a little bit tense (laughs) um but it is just so important and i really wanted to make this episode all in a nutshell so that everyone can have access to information on what trauma is and the basics of what healing can start to look like And so you can start to spot this within yourself and where you resonate, where you don't resonate with the knowledge and the knowing that everybody has trauma. There is no need to feel shame around it, right? It is normal to want to hide away and suppress our trauma because that's our survival instinct, like everything we've been talking about. But know that if this is your experience, It is okay. It is more than okay. And, you know, again, it is your time. It is your, you know, it is within your capacity and agency to take responsibility, radical responsibility for healing and for reclaiming your body, your nervous system, your life, your happiness, your pleasure, your peace, right? By starting to really dive into this work even if it feels scary even if it feels hard i trust me like trust me often with trauma healing work the thought um the thought and the trepidation around going into it is much scarier than what it actually is the process of healing your trauma is actually 
one of the most cathartic, beautiful, primal things ever that the human body can do that I have ever seen. Whenever I see and I witness and hold my clients through um, different release processes, it is just the most beautiful is the best way to say it. It is the most beautiful thing to see. Um, And the release and the relief and the joy and just the openness that you feel after you start to pack, like unpeel and unpack these parts of you and start to connect with yourself again, it is something that is completely unmatched. It is a joy and love and I don't even know what the term is. It is just a wholeness, a feeling of wholeness that is completely unmatched. And I just wish that all of us in this world could 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 feel this and could know this and this is the thing it's accessible to everyone but it's just a matter of you know educating ourselves on what is actually going on in our bodies and our brains and giving ourselves permission to come back to it huh. okay so i hope that yeah, I hope that this episode has been super informative for you. Like I said, um, definitely come back to this one and make notes if you need to because there is a lot in there. Um, and yeah, if you have any friends or family um, who you feel like need to know about this, right? Who needs to just understand what trauma is, whether that means, you know, whether that is for them to understand themselves better or for them to understand you better or for them to understand humankind better. Um, please share this with them, right? Um, please share this with people who you feel like it would help. And yeah, rate this podcast five stars, please. If you are enjoying all of the episodes that I'm putting out, it helps to support my podcast. And yeah, um, sharing helps me reach more people so that I can help more people. And I think that's it. That's all I have to say for this week's episode. Okay, so I will see you in next week's episode and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day wherever you are. Bye!